position yourself for different expressions of faith. It's obvious to dig into the book of uh, Joshua as you're talking about position uh, yourself. I'm not going to do that because it's so obvious. And I think you have done it probably already, uh, have, have been there. Uh, but, 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 but if I, I was re-reading that scripture also yesterday from chapter 1 about uh, the book of Joshua, and the well-known, it talks about there in the first chapter, actually talks about it three times, be strong and courageous, right? Yeah, and that is about a position, and I felt it sort of as a prophetic inspiration during the praise and the worship, which I thoroughly enjoy. Thank you so much, praise and worship team. I just want to honor you and uh, how you communicate and lead us into the presence of God. And that's what we need when we praise and worship together. I loved it so much. Thank you. Uh, and, and as we had our wonderful time of uh, praise and worship, uh, I was just reminded about Joshua 1, 8 and the following verses. And it talks about three times there, be strong and courageous. Position yourself for strength and courage for the new year. Amen. Position yourself for strength and courage, church, for the new year. Not strength in your own human strength, but in the strength of God. And that strength looks differently than human strength. You know, I can even see it here when I'm in Zambia, that you grow your muscles. That's human strength, eh? I, I don't have so much. My son and I, we do fitness together, uh, my oldest one. I went with him, and, and you know, we, we are skinny people. We are slim people, so we need to put on weight. Uh, but it's not that physical strength I'm talking about. I'm talking about clothing yourself with the strength of Jesus. Position yourself for the strength of Jesus for the new year as a church. I think what this nation needs, just as our nation needs, is Christians that are positioned themselves with strength and courage. Do not fear. Do not fear. Uh, what is opposite to faith is not unbelief. What is opposite to faith is fear. Fear kills faith. Fear is an enemy to faith. And that's why I want to talk to you this morning about four expressions of positioning yourself, four different expressions, four different actions of faith. Uh, in Hebrews 11 verse 1, it talks about faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The, the Danish Bible, I'm a Dane, so I read my Bible in Danish. And uh, uh, I then brought this uh, English Standard Version with me. And as I was reading in it yesterday, I was not really super excited about that translation. I regretted that I didn't bring uh, some other English translations with me. Uh, for instance, when I was studying at Kaniki, I loved to read NIV, the New International Version. Uh, but now I've got this one with me because that's a smaller one when I'm traveling. Uh, faith is the assurance of things, hope for the conviction of things not seen. In the Danish Bible, it talks about faith is uh, firm trust. Firm trust. 
And I love that uh, fast tillid, firm trust. I, I love that expression because that underscores, that highlights the fact that faith is a relationship. Faith is not what we try to make it sometimes as Christians and particularly pastors and teachers and whatever. When you go to Bible college and so on, you, you, you tend to make faith into a doctrine. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? Faith is a relationship. Faith is very dynamic. Faith is a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you make faith into a doctrine, you make Christianity into religion. And I don't want that. I want Christianity to be a relationship. Amen. A relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. That's very, very important. It talks about it in Matthew. I haven't even gotten into my notes yet. But in Matthew 22, 37, it talks about loving our God with all of our heart and loving our neighbor and loving ourselves. That is relational. Christian faith is relational. That's why you do connect groups. That's why you do, because Christian faith is relational. It's firm trust. It is trusting God. It is trusting the Holy Spirit. It's actually also daring to trusting the Holy Spirit in one another. And that's why connect groups are so meaningful and so powerful. We have a saying home where we talk about that significant ministry flows out of significant relationships. And that's why it is so important that you are not living in isolation. Actually, I believe that the Bible condemns isolation and it talks very much about fellowship. All right. Are we all right? So faith is a firm trust in God. It is a healthy relationship with a high degree of trust. And trust is dynamic. It can goes up. And it can go down. And that's why we need to trust God. Because with God it is different. Trust Him at all times. Trusting Him also in the storms of your lives. Also trusting Him when there's opposition. When things are not easy. Daring to trusting Him. Daring to loving Him. Daring to position yourself for that kind of a wonderful relationship. Paul is talking about that the love of Christ actually compels him to do what we do. So that's about action that steams out of faith and trust. And uh, you read that, as I just talked about before, in Hebrews 11, and where you're opening up Hebrews 11, verse 1, with the definition of faith. Then following the chapter, you see a lot of faith heroes that they have very different expressions of faith. So don't think an expression of faith is the same all the time. It's beautiful with the expression of faith that is coming from outside the walls here, isn't it? I love it. I love the way you focus and give value to kids' ministry and the upcoming generation. That's how you change the nation. 
That's how you change the nation. That is by putting in Christ in the next generation. That's so important. Putting in those Christian values. That's beautiful what you're doing here. I love it. I'm a huge fan of you here in Open Church. Yeah. And I'm connected also to Open Thank you. And I'm connected also to Open Church back home in Denmark, uh, in, in Herning. But in Hebrews 11, when it talks about different, and, 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 and don't think God is just an, a machine that is doing things the same way over and over and over. Even though God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, He's doing it in very different ways. And that's why He's just giving uh, a list of different heroes of faith. I, I just want to point a couple here uh, of different expressions into my introductions, and then we really dig into it. Abel, he offered to God an acceptable sacrifice. That is one expression of faith. That is to sacrifice. That is to worship God and doing that in an acceptable way. Abel, he showed us what to do. His brother showed us what not to do. Noah, he built an ark. He was building it in a time where it did not make sense. Faith is very much an expression also sometimes of doing something which doesn't make sense. How the flip could it be? That he was building an ark in a dry country where there was no rain. I don't know how the reputation would have been of him, but he obeyed God and he built. Abraham, he left his country. He left his home. He left his security. And he went to a place that God had not yet shown him. I don't know how you would feel comfortable about that. Today, when you're driving, we all drive, at least us that don't know the roads that well, with a GPS. We've got an A and a B. I'm now leaving Indola because I'm going to Lusaka. I want to find the road to, I can find the road to Lusaka, but I don't know where my friend is living in Lusaka, so I need a GPS. Abraham, he just left because God has spoken to the unknown. He left his security, his comfort zone to a place would show him as he was starting moving out. I believe there will be clarity in our lives when we start daring to take a step of faith. Amen. If you lack clarity in life, start moving. Sarah. She became a mom in a high age. It's all in Hebrew 11. You can look it up later. And I could continue with all those stories. Uh, Sarah, she became a mom in high age. She trusted God's promises. She trusted God's promises. And I, I've often been thinking about, uh, no, I, I've tried to rebuke that picture in my mind, actually, with Sarah and Abraham being parents at that very late state. You know, we, we, we became parents quite late, Rebecca and I, because we struggled to have kids. But God answered our prayers. We have five kids today, as you just saw before. So with God, things are possible. There's no date of expiry on God's promises to you and I. Amen. Amen. 
I just want to remind you about that, even though it might not seem natural. Sarah and Abraham were people like you and I, and they trusted God, and God gave them a baby. Moses' parents, they also trusted God. That's a different expression of faith. And I can't believe that what they did as parents. They sent the little Moses baby down the river of Nile to protect his life. And uh, the river of Nile is full of <laughs> animals you don't want to send your baby into. But they trusted God. I don't say this is a good advice. I want to give it just, you know, just, to, just to put your babies into some busy river. No, 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 no. Don't, don't do that. That's not what I'm advocating for here. Don't get me right. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? But they had that expression. They, they disobeyed, actually, the king's order because they believed they put their trust in the king of kings. Amen. In the higher rule. And Moses himself, he gave up his position. That's another expression of faith. Leaving the palace and the pleasant life and living among God's people. That's another expression of faith. Daring to give up what is pleasant and literally live among God's people. So I... I think all those people, they inspire me with different expressions of faith. And I want to encourage all of you to find people that are ex inspiring you with their different expressions of faith. Amen? Faith has not just one expression. Faith has many different expressions. Uh, I'll just get a sip of water. Are you all right? Yes? You get my Danish English? I've lost my chibimba. I, I used to be able to speak a little bit of chibimba. Panon of you, eh? Mamfa. Okay. Let's move on. One expression of faith that I see is running through the Bible that we have to position ourselves for in the new year, Open Church, is go. Go into the world. So loved God, the church, that He gave His only begotten Son. No. So loved God, the world. If God loves the world, what should Christians love? The things God loves. So God loved the world, that is cosmos. So God loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Go into the world. Jesus is saying to us very clearly in Matthew 28, the final word, making his final words, our first work, making his final priority, our first priority. I think I, I love what I call first priority Christians. We, we are, as, as Pastor Lina said before, an apostolic church. Apostolic means a sent one. 
And I think clearly that's the mandate that God has given us, that is to be sent once. We are sent to this world. We are to go into this world. In John 20, 21, it talks about, that's the words there, the sending words of Jesus uh, to his disciples, to Christians. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. So we are sent to Endola and beyond. We are sent to this city, to this nation. The Holy Spirit is not just for our good experiences. I love what was being said here by Sam was it, uh, on the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Sam. And I want to give another word to the Holy Spirit, which can disturb us a bit, but just for a moment. I think the Holy Spirit is a missional spirit. The Holy Spirit is a missional spirit that is sending us. Acts 1.8, you shall receive power. You shall be clothed with power from on high. That's the Holy Spirit. And He will send you as a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and until the uttermost part of the world. That's four dimensions. Jerusalem, that's your endola. That's the city. I believe the church has got a call for the city. Right? We are sent. We are to go into the city. Clothed with power from our heart, the Holy Spirit, the missional spirit that is sending you and I into our Jerusalem, into our city. That is our Jerusalem. Judea, that's our nation. That's Zambia. Samaria, that's the cross-cultural aspect within the nation. You know, there was that tension between the Jews and the Samaritans. So the Holy Spirit is also enabling us to communicate and live out loud the love of Christ in a cross-cultural setting. Some of us has to also dare to cross the different cultures within the nation. You know, you don't have just one culture here. You have several cultures within the nation. The Holy Spirit will enable you. He is the missional spirit to Bring witness about Jesus through you and I in our city, in our nation, cross-culturally within our nation, and finally, in the traditional way, we think about mission to the nations, to the uttermost part of the world. All right? He's sending us for that very purpose. The Holy Spirit. That's a beautiful spirit to be clothed with. We have to go. I think that's the first expression of faith I really feel burdened about that I would love open church and Dola to see embracing for the new year. Daring to go. Daring to be on the move. Daring to be a witness clothed with the Holy Spirit from on high. I could tell you Several stories how that works in our own church and how that works in the own city that I'm part of. It's very interesting because Denmark is a very secular nation. We used to be a Christian nation, but I would call us a 
post-Christian nation now. We had Christianity introduced several hundred years ago into our nation, but today it's a very secular nation. A lot of people are very ignorant about Christianity, ignorant about faith, ignorant about Jesus. But there is a growing spirituality. There is a growing desire, a growing longing for something that people can't even articulate because they don't have words for it. I think we should have words for it. I believe we have words for it, that we can communicate Christ, clothed with the Holy Spirit, as a missional spirit that is sending you and I. It's very interesting. I I just did uh, the New Year service back home. And I had, I've, over the years, I've been pastoring the church for 17 years now. And uh, in that time, I have developed very good relationship with a lot of different people in the community. Also, our mayor. Our mayor, he came to speak in our church when we had the uh, opening of the new church building one year ago. And he also there. Should I get another mic? Thank you. Thank you. That's good. <clears throat> and I had invited the mayor. He's now the former mayor because we've just had an election, so we have a new mayor now. But uh, I had invited him for our New Year service also to say something again. He is not a believer like you and I, but he is on the way. He is on the way. And I have very good spiritual conversations with him. I, 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 I normally say, you know, I'm a, I, I don't see myself as a pastor just for the church. I don't want our leaders just to see themselves as leaders for the church. I want to give them the mindset of leadership for the community, for the city, to be part of what is going on in the city. We are going. Amen? Amen. Amen. The second expression, and I need to... Be a bit more fast. That is to stand. I think also we have to position ourselves for the new year in terms of standing. Let me just give a couple of scriptures. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Say stand firm. Stand firm. Therefore, and do not again submit to a yoke of slavery, Galatians 5.1. Standing firm. I think this time requires more than ever before that we cultivate such a relationship with Jesus, such a friendship with Jesus, such a loving relationship with Him where we are standing firm. I think we have to stand firm. This is a funny scripture because I don't know if you have been giving thought to this, but it is actually easier in many ways to be a slave than it is to be a free person. Just give a thought for a moment. You don't want to be a slave. None of us want to be a slave. But the benefit of being a slave is you don't need to think. You just do what you're told to do. Is that right? You don't need to think about food because you are given a meal. 
on a good day at least. You know? You don't need to think about housing because there's a shelter provided for you. So, in a way, being a slave, hmm, you know, that could be an easy life, and yet it is not. My point is here, even as a free person, you have to fight for your freedom. A slave has lost his freedom, but a free person needs continually to fight for his freedom. This is written to free people. For freedom Christ has set us free. He that the Son set free shall be free indeed. That's the gospel in John. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. If you really want to be a man and a woman of freedom, you must cultivate that standing position. That's deep longing within you again and again and again. I want to maintain my freedom. I want to keep my freedom. I want to fight for my freedom. And you do that by standing firm. In 1 Peter 5, 9, in 1 Peter 5, 9, it talks about resisting the devil, standing firm in your faith. You need, as a Christian, to cultivate a robust, can you say that? Faith. A firm faith, a strong faith, not in yourself, but in him. A trust in him, a trust in his word, a trust in his promises. That's the best way that you can resist the enemy and enemy activities in your life and in the community. You have to grow that firmness in your faith, robust faith. Just before those words were given in 1 Peter 5, it talks about being sober-minded, being watchful, being alert, being conscious. I think that is so important that we prophetically read the time we are in. That we are discerning the time we are living in. And I believe the time we are living in requires that standing position, that firmness within our spirit. I can just see for the many things we have been trusting God for and also struggling with my wife and I, both as a family and as a church, it has required a robust faith. It has required a robust faith. We were waiting for seven years to have kids. The doctors told us, first one doctor told us, you will never have kids. Then after some years, we went to another doctor. And the doctor said the same, you will never have kids. And then they gave us adoption papers and said, and, I, and we don't have anything against adoption. We would love to adopt more kids. Some of my kids have already said, can we bring some more kids back home? 
we want to be a big family. We love that. So, but, but we were trusting. We were trusting about having kids ourselves. And my wife, she's very strong on this. She made a Bible study. And she said to me one day, Jesper, do you know it's very biblical not to have kids, to be barren? And I said, no, I don't. And she had made a study about the great patriarchs and their wives. And it was like also in the scriptures that God closed the mother's womb. And she started praying into that. Opening up the mother's womb. And we went for examination all that. And after seven years, we had our firstborn, Julius. Yes. With God, it is possible. I just want to encourage your faith. But also sometimes you need to stand firm on the promises of God. Right? Whatever you're trusting for. I know some of you are trusting God for things that you haven't yet seen. Feel for just pick that up. For seven years, we have been trusting God for a new church facility. I don't know what it is with us in seven years. But for seven years, we've been working hard. We've been praying. We've been working. We have been seeking permissions. We have made fundraising uh, activities. You know, we have been selling plots. We have been mobilizing the church. We have done everything that we could. Then hit Corona. Then we were not allowed even to gather physical in our nation as a church. And we were in the building project. We were building a brand new, beautiful building. You're welcome to come and have a look at it. Yeah, just come. And there's room for you, all of you, because it's a big, beautiful building. So we, there's space for us. But we had to trust God. And finally, one year ago, we opened the building. Yeah, so again, I'm just, you have to stand firm. Hey, you have to cultivate that faith. Uh, stand firm on the promises of God. It's interesting, after uh, you read Ephesians chapter 6 about the full armor of God, the, the last scripture there is, after having dressed up in the full armor of God, stand. Remain standing Having done all this, stand firm. So after you have dressed up in the armor of God, in the full armor of God, what do you do? You stand. And you stand firm in faith. I think that is very important. The third point, boy, I need to run a bit quick here. That is to, the first one is to go. The second one is to stand. And now I'm talking about sitting. Or dwelling, which sounds like I'm contradicting myself to what I've just said. I'm not, I'm just giving different expressions of faith for different circumstances, for different times. And I believe sometimes, church, we need to go, take a step of faith, take another step of faith. Other times we have to stand, stand firm, stand firm on the promises. Stand firm in your battles. Stand firm in your fights. Dress up. Stand. And I'm talking about sitting or dwelling. And one of the scriptures that I love is Psalm 91 and verse 1. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High 
will abide in the shadow of the Almighty One. Psalm 91 verse 1. He who dwells, he who sits in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. To sit down, to dwell, talks to me about the position of resting of cultivating also that position of resting. Let the shadow of the Almighty God cover your life and cover your many activities. I think that's very important. Daring to trust in God, also just to sit down and dwell there. Let the shadow from Him overshadow you. Meeting the many things that are happening. I think that's so important that we are ministering, that we are living this light out of a position of rest, out of peace, out of dwelling, know our dwelling place. We are on, I've never tried this before, I'm on a season of leave now from the church. Woohoo! I pray you will experience that too, friends, Pastor Sylvester and Pastor Lina. But I had to wait for 70 years. You don't have to wait for 70 years. Do it earlier than that. Yeah, Do it, uh, yeah I should repent of that. Uh, but I but leave. That gives me a time of just sitting, just dwelling. I just said to my wife, we, we're so blessed and privileged to... To, to live together with Elena and Dale and Ethan these days. And they have got a beautiful, nice chair where we are. And I was just sitting there yesterday and reading scriptures. And not, de- not reading scriptures for preparing myself because I was sitting there earlier than I was preparing myself for today. But just sitting there and reading the Bible for my own benefit. Just letting his shadow overshadow my life. And being so full of satisfaction and meaningful life. Being with my loved ones, being with you guys here today. I think it is so important that we position ourselves for that rest also. Uh, I just want to quickly also go to Isaiah chapter 40. Is it all right? Yeah, sorry. There was so much good program here. So, uh, yeah, I'll just take the opportunity to speak to you because I'm not here next Sunday. I'm with you guys on Saturday with the leaders gathering. Uh, in Isaiah 40, uh, 28. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding us is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I love that completely. I, when I have been overwhelmed 
when I have been literally physical tired. I have grabbed that promise. And I have let that promise ministering to me, giving me new strength for a new season. I think it is so important that we also cultivate this sitting position. And where's the, do, do you normally have the key player also coming up? Or how do you do that? You're welcome to come up now. Yeah. And finally, and that's also from this scripture, first one was to go, next one was to stand, then here it was to sit, and finally, and now it, again it's like a contradiction, Jesper, but that's another expression of faith, that is to run. It's talking about it here, that you can run. It's interesting when you wait upon the Lord, Waiting time is not wasted time in God's economy. Amen. Waiting time is time for clarity. Waiting time is time for getting fresh direction. If things have been blurred, getting clear revelation, getting clear insight, cultivating that so that you can run. Run and not be weary. Walking and not faint. I think Christian walk is a marathon. Keep running. And there's so much about the expression of running in the, in the New Testament. Paul is using that as an athlete. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I don't want to dig into more scriptures. I've already overloaded you with a lot of scriptures. But also, you have to run your life. You have to run your life well. And you do that by tapping into that relationship with Jesus. Running, not growing weary. In Isaiah, there's another beautiful scripture in 64 verse 4, I believe. It talks about God is acting on behalf of those that are waiting upon him. I love that scripture. God, we make a deal here. <laughs> You're acting, I'm waiting. God is acting on our behalf as we are waiting upon him. Well, Open Church, it's a brand new year where we have to position ourselves Position ourselves in our going. Position ourselves in our standing. Position ourselves also in our sitting. And finally, position ourselves in our running.